Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Hello and welcome to the China Shop, everyone. Step right in, step right in. The doors are wide open. We want to get everybody inside, come out from the cold, get warm. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. How you doing today, Kyle? Uh, kind of have to pee, actually. I know we just started, but let's see if I could sneak out at some point when you're talking. <laughs> I, oh, I literally thought you just peed. I... We, we've been bullshitting for about a half hour beforehand. I was good to go when, we first, when you first called me. <laughs> That's not my fault. I'd normally be sneaking out right when you're doing the, uh, the live read or the mid-roll. Okay, okay. And then giving you helpful tips while you're reading it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, I, maybe. There's a, there's a chance at some point in the show I might start talking and keep going for a while and give you some time to go pee but uh we'll see there's usually a couple spots <laughs> <laughs> i don't like the sound of my own voice at all <laughs> neither do i no <laughs> oh what a stunning beginning to a great episode step right in sit back relax rage against the hedge machine we'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us welcome to the shop we're here to smash our way in a complete set of fine china it's just here showing our strategies for trading stocks. You know, we, we like to maximize those losses and cut those gains. Not backwards. Backwards. Well, no, I switched it around because of what my portfolio's been I doing. Know, so, I know. I know. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I meant to do. I meant to lose that money, see? Hey, the people got to know what doesn't work. It's what, what I wanted. <laughs> God damn it. And if you're new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out uh, our Knowledge Center on, on FinancialIneptitude.com, or you can uh, give our beginning trading episode a listen. We'll have uh, that link in the episode description. But uh, we think the best place to be is on our Discord server. Kyle and I get on there every day. It's really just an awesome place to be. We'll have that link in the episode description as well. And, and remember, when you do join the server, make sure to reach out to us, send a private message or email with your mailing address, and we will send you a smash-it-yourself mug straight from the shop. We're just so glad you're here. It's a lot of fun. It's great with friends. Great having you all come to the shop with us. Uh, it's just a, just pleased as a peach. Wait, pleased as punch. Pleased as a penis. Damn it. It's a P word, right? Was I supposed to go to the P while you are doing that? <laughs> <laughs> so I missed it. Can you do it again? <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got some show news. Do have some show news. We've got a, Kyle, we got a big guest coming yes. up. Who is it again? Eddie Pence. Oh, we're, gonna, we're gonna have time to get to him. Well, <laughs> you know, time willing. I mean, we'll try. We'll, we'll record it. I don't know if we'll get around to editing and releasing. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of work. Oh, poor Eddie. I was trying to think of what we can call that episode, and I was thinking a uh, blind bull leading the blind, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll call it blind man in a china shop. Well, blind men are actually well. So are bulls, actually, technically. I think they tried doing that at Mythbusters, mm. and they were actually quite considerate. I saw that Mythbusters, and they were not in a china shop. They were in a they were in a corral outside where they just put shelves of china around the bull. That's still pretty impressive. No, because it's being enclosed in the shop that's going to cause the bull to freak out. You put it in the same pasture it's always in, with just some new shit lined up. It's it's yeah, it's just going to sniff it and walk around. That's a good point. Yeah, Mythbusters. I got. I'm I'm calling you out. <laughs> that, that, that show's not even on anymore. Let's get a feud going with Mythbusters. You're bullshit, Mythbusters. Yeah. You're bullshit. Yeah. Bust this. <laughs> bust, bust this. <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> we also, uh, we've got another interview coming up, uh, Kyle, in May. In May. Who's, who's that with? Dr. Hans Botang. He is... Ooh, Dr. Hans. I don't remember what he does. He's an investor. 
He likes to invest. He's good at it, too, apparently. Mysterious. But he's more of a long-term investor, so it'll be a little bit of a different... A little bit different than the, the day traders and the, those types of people that we've been talking to lately. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. really excited to talk to him, see what kind of strategies he uses. So keep an eye out for that. That should be coming out May 12th, I think. Sounds good to me. May 12th. May 12th. Should be May 12th. Yes. Dr. Hans Botang. I think that's how you say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Forgive us, Dr. Hans. Yes. If we mispronounced your last name. We'll at least get the doctor right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, folks, we have got just a splendid, splendiferous, splashitaceous, like that's not an adjective. No. Adventurous, musical, manic, lovely, hot show with, you can cool down with a hot Ireland breeze. I thought it no, was warm your heart with, with a, a hot breeze. Or is it cool his soul? It's, it's, it's cool. Cool your passions with a with a cool island breeze. With cool, God damn it! Let's <laughs> see why South Park screwed that up. <laughs> oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, we got lots of market moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and more options than a one legged cowboy buying pants. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no feedback on that one. All right, I, I'm confused. <laughs> I don't know that I understand that one. If 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 you're uh uh you only have one leg, then it doesn't matter how your pants fit. I guess. God damn it! All right, let me scratch that out. Hold on. <clears throat> and more options than a wolf whose boy has already cried. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> There's one option. That's discipline. <laughs> well, no. If the boy's already cried, then the wolf can pick any sheep he wants. Nobody's going to come running to save him. Oh, yeah. I like that. Okay. Yeah, see? It's a thinker. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And folks, reach out to us. We, we love your messages and comments on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Discord. Uh, if you're old school, send us an email or a phone call. We can reach us at twobulls at financialineptitude.com. Oh, that's the number two, by the way. I feel like we should probably be specifying that. Oh, <laughs> shit. This whole time. <laughs> People have been trying to email us. Seven months of doing this show, and we've never actually told them that is number two bulls. Well, if they look at the paper I'm looking at, it's very clearly a number two. Yeah. That's on them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so number two bulls at financialneptitude.com. Uh, or you can, uh, you can shoot us a phone call at 725-22-BULLS. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made. Maybe you just saw the new Mortal Kombat movie and you got to share how much you loved it. It doesn't matter. Uh, we just love it when you reach out. All right. Should we get into some, some poll results or bet results? Ooh, uh, I think we usually start with the bet results. I know, I know it's a touchy subject for you these days. Yeah, but I don't have to go first, I don't think. Because I think I actually picked a decent one last time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The random, random would be the one to have to go first. <laughs> How did it do? Random uh, did not do too good. Uh, the random was WTRH. Opened the week at $2.66 a share. Ended the week at $2.56 a share. Lost $0.10. Cents, 3.75%, which brings random's total from a ridiculous $602.85 down to $580.19. Oh, wow. That ten cents was a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it's because the shares were yeah, because they're so cheap. so low in yeah. price. Yeah, so ten cents goes a long way. Uh, how'd you do, Dan? I didn't do too bad. I didn't do too bad. I pitched. Uh, I picked Hewlett Packard uh, stock ticker HPQ. Mm-hmm. They opened the week at thirty three seventy nine. Closed the week at thirty four forty two for a honest solid two percent gain. So the the random would have done better if it would have shorted your stock. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah it would have. Yeah, it would have lost less money. Yeah. It would have lost less money. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did have that discussion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so my bet total uh, goes from uh, $531.20 up to $541.10. And I picked RFP, Resolute Forestry Products, I think. Mm-hmm. Open the week at fourteen dollars and eighty-five cents. Close the week at fifteen seventy-four. It actually peaked at one point to over sixteen for 
tapering back off. Uh, so that took my total from $398.54 all the way up to the nice total of $422.43. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> back in it, huh, Kyle? 5% and only gets me $24. God damn it. <laughs> Hey, it's positive. I went up this week. You're closing in. You were $200 away from the random $204, and now you're 158 How many more months do, or weeks do I have? Close, closing that gap. We get two weeks left. One, wait, it's April. One week. One week. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. That means I've only got one week, or we both lose to the random? Yep. Oh, fuck. So get those oh, suggestions no. in. We need some consequences. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, God. What are we going to have to do? Okay, stay tuned to the end of the episode. We will have our uh, last bet picks for April, and uh, I'm excited to hear what Kyle has. I'm not excited to come up with my pick because I'm feeling the pressure. <laughs> Glad I get to go first. Uh, let's move on. How did, our, uh, how did our Twitter poll go? All right, last week we asked the world if they thought that Americans needed more stimulus. Uh, I got 55.6% saying yes, please. 11%-ish saying yes, but small. Uh, 22% no. And another 11% said only if France pays for the bill. <laughs> so it seems like overwhelmingly people want more stimulus, which is surprising. I was actually more surprised that 22% was, uh, was a no on that. You know, I'm a big fan of the stimulus, and, and I've, I've never hid my my love for the idea of universal basic income mm -hmm. but i have to say people don't seem to be wanting to get jobs right now and it's really weird i don't know that it's necessarily that i think that it's, there's just i think a lot of the issue is that there's uh openings in like trade positions like skilled positions and nobody has any interest in in doing trade schools anymore everyone wants to go to college and get that office job and I'm my guess because I know like electricians and mechanics like we cannot find enough of them and nobody in like the steel industry can but nobody wants to do that job. Um, I know I know at my hotel like we can't get housekeepers. We can't find anybody and and I know for a fact that my hotel pays more than other hotels for housekeeping. Really? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the the owner is is savvy to the fact that we can't get housekeepers, so he's like, "Guess we pay him more. Pay him more. We'll get people in if we pay him more." And it's like, well, that that used to work, but apparently it doesn't work anymore. And and I came across a story uh, yesterday that there's a McDonald's in Florida that's paying people fifty dollars just to show up for the interview mm. because they can't uh, find people. How many times can you interview? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Loophole. No, no, that was my that was my twin brother. Oh, did he did that other guy say we were twins? We're triplets. He's a liar. <laughs> Just showing up with a different mustache every time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Clearly that man had a beard and I'm clean shaven, sir. How dare you? <laughs> well it sounds like you want to just move right into news then, so maybe we should just play a song and uh and start that off. Well we all know why we're listening today. All right, Kyle, so uh, uh, why don't you lead us off with one of your fabulous fantastic reporting stories i know you're a cutting-edge journalist <laughs> right yeah <laughs> no, i think the biggest story of the week was uh joe biden trying to do his best trump impersonation and tank the markets <laughs> <laughs> I, le I learned it from watching you don i learned it from watching you i don't think he used twitter to do it though so it was at least and at least it was an actual plan and not just like fuck you congress <laughs> <laughs> he used the traditional methods of, of tanking the economy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so the first one that he did was uh, he wants to double the capital gains tax for the wealthy. Uh, this came out on Thursday. He wants to double it, to, or almost double it, to 39.6%. I think 20% is the top rate. But that would only, um, it should only affect people earning a million dollars or more. So I guess now we really get to find out if all those rich people that signed that letter saying tax us more really want that to happen. 
There seemed to be a lot of pushback on this, so I'm guessing they don't really want that to happen. They probably want their income taxes to go up, knowing that most of their income comes from stock market proceeds. From capital gains. <laughs> like, whoa, wait a minute, don't tax that money. Yeah, they, whoa, whoa, not, not where I make my money. Right. <laughs> yeah. As, I, as I, uh, I, I like to point out and, and point it out on the Discord, nobody is stopping anybody from paying more in taxes than they're obligated to. Yeah. There's no rule against it. You, in fact, are allowed to do it. So if you're really rich out there and you say the tax rate should be higher, just start paying them. Yeah. Just start paying, paying more and we'll have more money in the government to, to, you know, fund infrastructure and shit. That's how the government used to fund itself before we got to property taxes and income taxes. It used to all work on donations from history to the wealthy. The Articles of Confederation and how the original United States died. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what our <laughs> listeners are here for. Uh, sorry, that's what popped into my head. I, I, I was going to bring up. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> well, hey, okay. So I'll just go ahead and move on here to, to the, the next thing that uh, Biden tanked for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just to be clear, if, if you weren't paying attention to the markets, Thursday was uh, pretty bloody when he uh, announced those yeah. tax increases. Oh, this one came out Monday. I think it was the Biden administration also decided that they wanted to or they're weighing the cutting of cigarette nicotine levels. That Mm. one I could get behind. I don't think that's necessarily a bad idea. I do smoke uh, not as much as I used to, but um, I can get behind that. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, The the second part of that, though, was head scratcher for me. He also wants to look at banning menthols because it disproportionately addicts and kills black people i think that was his his quote i can't imagine that going well uh what else we got kyle um no it's your turn i've been talking for a while what do you have dan <laughs> Ooh, what do i have well i uh i want to talk a little bit about what's happening to tesla kind of got hammered this week oh yeah it did a few different things uh the 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 first one being is bitcoin uh, has dropped below 50000 for the first time. And as we all know, Tesla bought a bunch of Bitcoin. So it's not just Bitcoin, though. I think it was all the cryptos that kind of fell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was right about the time the, that was actually on the capital gains news that I think caused that uh, Bitcoin to fall. Yeah, I, was, I, don't, I don't track the cryptos day to day. I just see it when it pops up in the news. No, I don't either. But beyond that, there was a, a car accident with two, two older guys died. Yeah, their Tesla, apparently, the fire department says, it, it, the Tesla crashed into a tree, and the fire department says, yeah, we found one guy in the passenger seat up front and the other guy in the back seat. Mm-hmm. So there was no one in the driver's seat, and Tesla claims, like, yeah, you, we've got, uh, we got stuff in place to keep you from doing that, that autopilot wasn't engaged when the crash happened. But uh, Consumer Reports went out and tried it, and they found that just by hanging a chain from the, the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. You could, you could engage autopilot, and then you would have to, oh yeah, you have to buckle the seatbelt behind yourself, hang the chain, start autopilot, and then jump into the passenger seat. Uh, but that's all it takes. Well, uh, it says that the victims were 69 and 59. That seems like a lot of effort to go through at that age. I don't know. I don't know. I, I hope at 59 I'm able to jump from the driver's seat into the passenger seat to let the robot drive me into a tree. Sounds pretty fun. It doesn't seem like something. I don't know. That just some seems diff- odd about that whole story. That whole story seems strange. Yeah, yeah, it really does. It really does. But it did not uh, resonate well with investors. No, it certainly did not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last piece of Tesla news that I thought was crazy was over in China. They're actually just stopped. They had a, they had an accident in uh, in one of their mega cities, uh, Guangzhou. Mm-hmm. Guangzhou. Uh, sure. And the police have been uh, <laughs> stopping people in Teslas and making them get out and not, not letting them drive their Tesla anymore. They're like, nope, these Tesla cars aren't safe. You can't drive it. Pull over. Get out. You oh, have to find a new oh, way home. Because of this. Really? That's why? Wasn't there like a big, I thought I saw there's some protests going on about Tesla too out there. I did not see any protest stories. Uh, I've just uh, came across the one where Tesla's reportedly being stopped from driving on the highway by police in Guangzhou. Just in case they jump out of the, the driver's seat into the passenger seat and crash the car? Is that why? <laughs> I mean, is that the basis of their stopping them? No, they had, uh, <laughs> uh, on April, in a- April 13th, they had an accident there in Guangzhou. Oh, okay. Tesla cl- collided with the cement barrier. 
and caught fire. There's a lot of power in those batteries. They can cause some some major damage. And that is a huge concern. Apparently, the guys that uh, drove drove the, the Tesla into the tree, or should say the guys that were riding in the Tesla that drove into the tree, that car burned for over two hours. Like the fire department, it, it, fire departments around the country are not equipped to handle gigantic lithium battery fires. It's just they're not equipped to do it. Oh, God, that's got to be terrible for the environment, too. Yeah, so, so it's an it's a issue going forward, like how do we handle these car accidents with these batteries that explode and burn forever? Well, we'll look to China for that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Fix our problems, China. <laughs> Tell us how to do it. I, I wonder if this is all just a ploy to make Neo look better. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like at uh, some point, China's going to own enough stock in enough American companies where it can just start telling us what to do. It's like, yeah, but we own you. Yeah, but yeah. You're, you're, you're capitalists, so we bought you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's done. We won. It's like, shit, damn, damn it. it. <laughs> they found our one true weakness. Money! Ah! <laughs> oh, okay. I got one last story I wanted to cover, and this one was a real head-scratcher for me, too, even more so than the banning of menthols. <laughs> Microsoft Teams now is... They've released some new features for all the people that are working virtually from home. Uh, one of these new features is actually a virtual commute. Who the fuck is missing driving home so much Wait, that they what? want to take a virtual substitute to get that fix? What? Yeah. That's weird. Do, you, do, I, do I get to take a virtual bathroom break, too? Virtual lunch? I don't know. It's just so bizarre, but apparently it's something that they think people want. I don't know if it's like a fake like subway ride or... Because they say, like, people use the, the commute to finish up their work. So they must be talking about, like, subways. Because I'm not doing work in my car as I'm driving home. Answering emails and shit. <laughs> oh, my God. I think that leads to a great poll question, though, for this week. Uh, for those of you working at home. Yeah. Do you miss your commute so much that you would... Uh, uh, that you would... Uh, uh, how do you say that? Do you miss that your commute... So much that you would like to have a virtual substitute. Uh, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or how about how about uh, uh, now that companies are offering virtual substitutes for the monotony of going in and out of work? What? Where's your priority? Uh, virtual commutes, virtual chats around the water cooler, uh, doing <laughs> virtual lines in the bathroom, slash masturbating in the bathroom. Because that's what I miss about being in the office. 25 characters or less dead. I don't think any of those answers would fit. <laughs> ah. For those working at home, do you miss your commute so much that you want a virtual substitute? Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no, that says, oh, that's just a head scratcher. What the fuck, Microsoft? <laughs> so weird. Well, last time I had a long commute was when I was in San Francisco and I was uh, taking the subway in. Sorry, the BART for, for <laughs> all our San Francisco listeners uh, uh, into work. I don't, I, ugh, I don't miss that for a second. So what does it do? Does it put like a smelly hobo next to you or on your screen that you have to stare at that's just looking at you really weird? That's, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Like, like, do I get the sweaty people on either side of me? One guy's eating an egg salad sandwich that stinks to high heaven. Like, is, the, is there a racist lady across from me yelling down the car at, at the Asian people? Like what? Hopefully it has like some kind of smell thing where it can just put out that awful body odor and feces smell that, you know, that everyone's got to be missing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's the little things. If you need to unwind after work, take a nap. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, right. Drink, drink a glass of wine for God's sake. Anyway, that's all I had for news. You got anything else? I had one last uh, story that tickled my fancy, as it were. <laughs> So, uh, we've been talking about uh, Amazon and yep. uh, uh, robots, their workers, and unionization. Uh, apparently, Amazon is, uh, they've, they've started, they picked their location for a robotic fulfillment center mm. in a 2.6 million square foot industrial complex. Where do they decide to place this out of all the locations that they could have chosen? I believe I, I misspoke earlier when we were talking. I believe it's in Richmond, uh, uh, Virginia. Yeah. I thought, it, I thought it was in the south near, near where they were unionizing. But, hey, they have not said that they aren't building one in the <laughs> south. But I, yeah. I just thought it was really hilarious that, like, a week after they were like, we're not trying 
to turn people into robots. They're like, hey, we got a huge new robot center. The problem is not that we're trying to treat people like robots. It's that they're not more like robots. So we're just going to bypass the people and go straight to robots. <laughs> right. It's a win-win for everybody except the workers. Everybody wins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. I would also, I would also say that uh, it's... It, anybody who is upset about how workers in Amazon fulfillment centers are being treated, like, well, stop yeah. ordering overnight and two-day shipping. Like, that's, that's what's causing this. Like, it's easy to point the finger at Amazon and be like, it's your business practices. But on the same token, consumers are demanding yeah. now, 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 now. Well, you know what? If you just did one week shipping, two week shipping, and you could wait for it, maybe people wouldn't have to be shitting in bags and peeing in bottles at Amazon. I do want to ask. Centers. Just saying. The, the location they picked, is it in the side of a mountain, and does it have a giant industrial laser that they don't really need? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and everyone okay. has to wear bright orange jumpsuits. Uh, if they're regular workers, they wear blue jumpsuits if they're science workers <laughs> yeah yeah i think i think jeff bezos just got a bald cat yep seems 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 legit all right so that that's that's all i had for news did you uh did you did you ever get that bathroom break in i'm about to do it right now okay all right well before we move on i'd like to take a moment to let everybody know that two bulls in a china shop is brought to you by sue pullen the lovely inimitable Fantastic Sue Pullen, a Fairway Independent Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender. Uh, Sue Pullen is a certified mortgage advisor who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She's got over 20 years of experience and has helped thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. She's licensed in 26 states and growing, so reach out and see what Sue can do for you. Best way to reach her, just give her a call. 520-977-7904 or you can uh, email her at spullen at fairwaymc.com s-p-u-l-l-e-n at fairwaymc.com Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289 Sue Pullen has an MLS number of 206048 That phone number once again in case you missed it 520-977-7904 Alright See what Sue can do for you all right, Kyle, you back? Yep, I couldn't hold it anymore. <laughs> Good, because I can't, I can't do this show without you. I was, I was really scared. I, fe I felt lonely. All right. All right, I think uh, it's time to move on and uh, talk about some trading. No, investing. It's time to move on and talk about some investing. Let's do it. Well, before, before we talk about investing, Kyle, I believe uh, our, our friends over at uh, LifeWater have they sent us another company to... to Review and look over and tell people about. And paying us to do so. And paying us to do it! Yeah, ring the bell. Ring the bell. Ding, 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 ding. No, not that right. bell. The school bell. <laughs> the school bell. Right, 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 right. Well, they paid a lot of money for the show to talk about this, and we don't think that we'll drop it on time. By the time we cash the checks and the contents in the press, we're on the Discord just in time to see our pride fly by. It's alright, cause it pays for the show. We got paid $110 by a third party via PayPal to talk about... Pharmacare Holdings LDD! Dan, tell us about it. They are uh, PHRM on the Canadian Stock Exchange. They are PHRRF on the over-the-counter state exchange here in the States. We're talking about them today because uh, I think they've got some really, really exciting uh, psychedelic drug programs. <laughs> Dan, excited about psychedelics? No. Never in my <laughs> life have I come across these things, but the more I read about them, I just get so excited. <laughs> so what do they do? Well, their main focus is uh, building, you know, they're, they're developing drugs. They've got, I believe I just read 19 patents working their way through different drug clinical trials and and their main focus right now is they've got a ketamine drug that uh works for parkinson's symptoms Helps i was with, looking uh, at parkinson's that. people I, I, I was surprised to see that it was the side effects of like the current treatment drug that exacerbates the like the random movements the tremors yeah yeah i didn't realize that i thought it was actually the disease itself yeah so this company pharmathere they've got uh what could be a very groundbreaking treatment it's uh, their drug is in a phase two clinical study making its way through 
ketamine itself as a as a drug it has been researched a lot already it's already shown evidence uh tolerability and safety and long-term reduction of of abnormal involuntary movements those, those tremors it also looks like it's got a lot of use in uh depression too ketabet is the name of their drug and the thing that sets them apart though is not specifically the ketamine but it's their delivery system they have come up with a proprietary micro needle patch mm-hmm. that uh that you can you can put on like a nicotine patch it it delivers the the drug steadily in an even dose and uh, gets you where you need to go okay maybe you can answer this question i have then um it says that the 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 benefit of this patch is that it doesn't require you to be under the supervision of a healthcare provider at a certified medical office when you're dosing yourself yes like, shouldn't you be getting the supervision of a healthcare <laughs> provider? Or is this doing they can sell you a dosed package that you just put this thing on? I always drop acid with my doctor. I don't know who you go in the woods camping with. Uh, no. <laughs> you, ketamine is a, is a general anesthetic. Mm-hmm. And the, there is a danger there of, you know, going to sleep so much that you don't wake up because it's an anesthetic. Uh, but the, the apparently through their proprietary patch, you know, that eliminates the need to worry about any kind of overdose. Like, I guess okay. the patch can't, can't deliver the drug with any kind of speed and power that you okay. would need to, to, to abuse it. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I could see that being a need. It looked like they were filing for acceptance for phase two clinical studies on a lot of their, let's see, for Parkinson's, depression, uh, and, the, and their patch for, looks like using ketamine and ketabet. So we've seen this before with some biotech companies where if they get, yes, when they get those positive results come in, then <laughs> look out because that stock is going ham. Boom. Through the roof. Now, uh, if it, the results don't come back positive, I mean, obviously, but. Uh, yeah, uh, obviously it's not going to move the needle. So anyway, I am, uh, I am excited to talk about Pharmathare Holdings LTD. Um, PHRRF is their stock ticker on the over-the-counter exchange. PHRM is their stock ticker on the Canadian Stock Exchange. Uh, really, there's a great specialty psychedelic pharmaceutical company focuses, focused on the uh, R&D and commercialization of ketamine and novel microneedle patches uh, for delivering those psychedelics to treat neuropsychiatric neurodegenerative and pain disorders all right yeah sounds good uh, we'll put the link for that in the description uh you know don't take our word for it we've been paid to talk about it <laughs> to your do your own research but you know it's got promise it's all right because it pays for the show nothing like self-dosing some psychedelics at home <laughs> well more importantly microdosing. oh yes you know, that's right you're supposed to microdose it yes. yeah the, the the patch you throw that patch on there, you're not gonna you're not gonna get bonkers blitzed hallucinogenic. You're just gonna oh. f- feel uh, better for the day. What's the point of that? Says the man who's never microdosed. I don't know, Kyle. I've never touched uh, mushrooms or LSD in my life, so I wouldn't know. Oh bullshit! I remember you stealing mine. Never got them back either. <laughs> <laughs> let's have an let's have a song. Okay, okay. Let's get to investing. Now look at them bozos, that's the way to do it Do your investing up commission free That ain't working, that's the way to do it Money in something like the S&P It ain't certain, but that's the way to do it Let me tell you, just play it long Maybe get an index tracking marijuana Maybe get some Arctic space fun uh, yeah, oh god, I hear that Dire Straits tune and I just want it to keep going. <laughs> I, I gotta record the whole song. Yes, <laughs> just let it fade in the background while we do this, the, the rest of our talking. <laughs> well, the original song was like eight minutes, so we probably could. Well, you don't have to do the whole <laughs> song. I mean, just, I want the, you know, the good part. Mm, mm, okay, <laughs> alright, yeah, let me make a note here. Kyle wants the good part. Alright, that is set in stone right yeah. there. I'm going to move those refrigerators. All right, Kyle, what did, you, what did you do for investing this week? Ah, okay. Um, I didn't do much in investing, but I had some stuff I wanted to talk about. First off, I wanted to look at space again, or Virgin Galactic, SPCE. Uh, looks like it might have finally bottomed out. And I was looking at a nice article, I posted it in the Discord, uh, that's making the case for $35 a share uh, for Virgin Galactic. 
Uh, we did see that like Kathy Woods, Chamath, uh, Richard Branson all sold a bunch of positions off. And even though those numbers looked really, you know, large, uh, there's all three of them are still holding significant positions in this stock. So that makes me a little less concerned. Like, it doesn't look like everyone is abandoning ship. It looked like everyone was just reallocating assets again. Right. Re- rebalancing. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird to rebalance when it's down. <laughs> Should have rebalanced at 40, probably. Mm. I'm less concerned. It's still concerning, but I'm less concerned than I was last week about it. I'm still holding my positions. And to me, everything is going to hinge on this test flight that's coming up in May. If that's a stock that you like, I mean, at $22 a share, I think right now is a really cheap price. And I may, if I can free up some cash, I may buy a few more shares. Uh, I'll talk about the options. I did do a little bit with them in options, but I'll talk about that in trading. The next thing I wanted to uh, talk about was CareTrust REIT. Um, that's a CTRE. The stock got upgraded to a buy from Zacks, and I want to thank Discord user YWhat for, for sharing this. Uh, nice 4.5% dividend yield, and I think he said when he bought it, it's already been up like 1% in the last couple of days. Mm. We were discussing dividend stocks, and I was giving him some of my favorites. He gave me one of his that he just got and looked at. Looks interesting. I'll be, I'll be throwing that on my watch list and keep an eye on it. Uh, maybe if I end up starving, because I'm probably going to have to move out of MO Altrera after uh, the threats to ban menthols. And, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, probably shouldn't be profiting off of cigarettes, but I don't know. That's, that's yeah. the most American thing I think out there right now still. <laughs> making money off of tobacco. <laughs> yeah, don't tell me what to do with my body. If I don't want to poison it, I'm allowed to poison it. So yeah, I might be looking, uh, might be looking to move out of MO. Next thing I wanted to just kind of mention is that I... Saw an uh, article posted. Uh, I shared an article uh, a couple of days ago about margin debt hitting a new record in March. Apparently, that's up over eight hundred and twenty-two billion. I didn't see in the article if it was uh, specifically like retail or institutional, or if it was a mix. It didn't really call that out. But I thought maybe we might might be good to have a little bit of quick discussion on like how you use margin. How me, me personally? Yeah, you and me. Like, how do you use it? Oh, I don't like to use it at all so the only times i get my margined are when i've got uh, uh open covered puts and uh uh the value of the stocks that i'm holding drops mm-hmm. and then then i'll i'll hit a i'll hit a point where it's like they'll they'll say all right we had to issue this much margin because the value of your stocks fell okay so you're using it for like your cash secured puts yes you're not using it for long-term investing though right no 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 never never yeah i think uh even like the cheaper rates are like somewhere around eight percent and uh yeah using that for long-term investing just seems like a recipe for disaster so i don't use it for long term i use it kind of like what you do is like short term uh trading like Mm -hmm. if uh i have a position that's expiring but i want to get into something else that looks like a really good opportunity uh, I'll use margin to kind of carry the balance over until I can get to the point where I can liquidate the other holdings. I'm not using it for for buying something that I want to hold for a long period of time. Yeah, seems really weird. <laughs> I think that's an important thing to keep in mind. Margin's a useful yes. tool, but it's just that it's a tool, and it's not something that you want to that you want to be carrying a balance on for long periods of time. You're not shouldn't be buying stocks on layaway. Wasn't the guy I described it earlier? Yes, yes. <laughs> Oh, I did want to throw a little quick update too. Enthusiast Gaming's holding Enthusiast Gaming Holdings, uh, one of the other stocks that we got paid to talk about. I actually bought some shares because I liked them. Um, they just yeah. uplisted to the Nasdaq. Nice. They're trading around eight thirty. So it has a new ticker. I don't have it in front of me. I think it's like ETHX. I think I should probably look that up so I can actually say it right. Did you see a bump from them getting added to all the Nasdaq averages? Uh, yeah, actually, it was. Uh, I think when I bought it, it was like at 740. It like kind of dropped down to about seven for a little bit before coming back up. And then it was rising over eight. It's gotten close to nine a couple times, but it's kind of bouncing around that eight, 830 to, wow. to 870 range right now. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, EGLX. I was way off. EGLX is the new ticker on that. <laughs> EGLX. Okay. Who's this gaming? Um, and then the last thing I had was, uh, looking at the sectors, just what was the best performers last week, uh, healthcare by far one and a half percent gains. Oh yeah. Uh, followed by consumer discretionary, uh, 0.83%, uh, overall for both those sectors. And those are actually the only two 
that were positive over the week as far as the overall sectors. That was kind of surprising considering we're still, I think we'd still pushed new highs this week, didn't we? Yeah, uh, until Thursday. Consumer discretionaries too is also leading the month. Them and IT are up over 8.5% on the month. So keep an eye on consumer discretionaries and healthcare right now. Healthcare had a great week. Uh, looks like that sector might be uh, turning things around. All right, I think that's all. All I did was watch, uh, you know, the the Nasdaq. The, I love that TQQQ. The but every everything long for me, the the TQQQ, MJ, and Arc X mm-hmm. was was sideways. Like yeah. the TQQQ opened the week at one ten and eleven cents, and it closed the week at one hundred nine dollars six cents. So it's like a down a dollar for the week. Yeah. It's long term. MJ opened the week at twenty one fourteen. It closed the week at twenty one fifteen. So <laughs> it looked like it was doing pretty well too for a bit there. Yep, yep. Until Thursday, uh, and then uh, goddamn Thursdays—they're always fucking me. That's the presidents lately. The presidents are fucking against us. They don't want us making money. <laughs> yeah, I've already written several letters to the White House. I added the uh, POTUS when I posted our Friday pick and asked him not to screw this one up. <laughs> oh my god. No, I didn't do that. I didn't I... do that. <laughs> I was close to that. <laughs> I need to do a song from Jimi Hendrix, Hey Joe. Oh. Hey Joe, where you going with that pen in your hand? <laughs> yeah, why you gotta mess with that stock of mine? Anyway, it'll happen. We'll get there eventually. Uh, yeah, so so I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty flat for the week on, on all the stuff I'm long on. Uh, I did add a new position after we talked to Jen Beck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought some. I bought some Kushko. Kushbi. KSHB. Yeah, yeah. KSHB. Yep. Mm-hmm. Kushko Holdings. She was talking about the company, talking about how they are. They're they're an ancillary company. They don't they don't make the marijuana. They make like the packaging and containers. Right. Uh, you know. So, so they're the ones selling the equipment to the gold miners in the yep. gold rush, and their stock is down right now around a dollar a share. I thought about throwing an order in at a dollar, but then I ran out of uh, money. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to do it on margin, <laughs> as we just discussed. <laughs> as we just discussed. Yeah, uh, so I picked up a, a, some of their shares as a long-term thing uh, for the marijuana industry. Like she, she really sold it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know the way she described it. I was like, "Yeah, yeah. you know what? I I do want to. They're they're over the counter right now, but I figured I'd pick up a few hundred shares and just sit on them and yep. see if uh, they get listed one day, and I can start selling some covered calls." Oh yeah, how's your list coming along? Do you get anything new on the new highs list? Oh yes, there are two things of particular interest to to mention. Uh, the first is Seagate Technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, make hard drives and stuff. STX. They ended Friday their seventh day in a row of consecutive fifty-two week highs. And there is we're currently remember when Bitcoin caused the shortage of video GPU processor cards. Oh yeah, yep. Uh, apparently, uh, Chia, that uh, that altcoin that uh, Sean turned us on to, yep. is causing a hard drive shortage because everybody's get not everybody because people are buying up tons of hard drives to start mining chia well i think that's only in southeast asia that's not here in the states oh well my cracker jack reporting but it's a shortage nonetheless it's yeah prices are skyrocketing <laughs> right something's <laughs> happening uh hard drives are getting all bought up and seagate seven days in a row we'll see how they do next week the other one i want to talk about was all state okay they hit they hit six days in a row on the 21st mm-hmm and and they did not hit seven on the twenty second, but on the twenty third on Friday they hit it again. So hmm. Thursday, the day of uh, reckoning, as it were, with Biden's pen. <laughs> yeah, they didn't hit a new fifty two <laughs> week high that day, but the very next day they did hit another one. Insurance stocks got really beat up, uh, and I think there was a lot of concern that they'd be paying out a shitload because of all this coronavirus stuff that's been going on. Mm. Uh, they were something that I'd seen articles like four or five months ago saying like hey, get these now because uh, they're going to recover <laughs> and they're going to recover in a big way is yeah that's all state definitely seems to be recovering in a big way and then then to just to give you some notables uh, uh four days in a row american eagle outfitters aeo mm-hmm. essent group ltd i don't know what they do esnt mm-hmm. also four days in a row yeah one more there was uh, rr donnelly and sons company which sounds like a, a mafia cover. Yeah. 
uh, <laughs> business to me. But it, I don't know what they do. RRD also hit four days in a row. They're an importer exporter. <laughs> <laughs> they import export olive oil from Italy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that yeah, that's my momentum list uh, update. Uh, I really really liken Allstate and Seagate. I feel like your momentum list should probably go into trading, maybe in the future. Well, that's where we were putting it. We were putting it with earnings, but then you brought it up, so I thought I'd drop it out there. Well, yeah, because I was about to go into earnings. Oh, well, there we go. Kyle, we got any earnings? I think you need a song, is what you need. We need to separate that from investing. I need a momentum song? Yeah. Maybe like Crazy Train or something. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Crazy Train's okay, but uh, Motorhead Ace of Spades is too heavy for the show? I was just thinking of something that has a lot of momentum. I thought a a train going crazy was... I don't know. I didn't give it that much thought. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, we'll we'll come up with something. We'll come up with something. Get its own song. But until then, listen to this. My motto's always been when I'm right, it's right So I'll wait and watch the charts and the change in price When the movement's mostly finished at the end of the day And we know the coming earnings gonna move it my way Skyrockets in sight Earnings call to light Earnings call to light Earnings call to light <laughs> <laughs> all right um monday the 26th we've got tesla amd canada national railway cni otis i think that's an elevator company and aci albertsons on the 27th we've got microsoft google visa lly that's eli lily right yes yes lly eli lily TXN, I think that was, is that Texas Instruments? I don't remember what that one was. TXN, uh, BP, 3M, MMM, and Starbucks, SBUX. On the 28th, we've got Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Boeing, Sony, Shop, S-H-O-P. I think that's Shopify. On the 29th, MRK, Merkel, TMO, I don't remember what that is. Uh, McDonald's, MCD, CAT, C-A-T, that's Caterpillar, MO, Altrera, NEO, Twitter, Craft Holdings, and Royal Caribbean, RCL, Craft Holdings, KHC. Uh, Then finally on Friday, it tapers off a little bit. We've got Berkshire Hathaway, the BRK.A and .B, uh, XOM, that's ExxonMobil, CVX, I don't remember, AZN, AstraZeneca, and then CLX Clorox. Right in the thick of things with earnings again. Feels like we just got finished with them. All right. Some exciting earnings coming up. A lot of them. A lot of them. A lot of the big ones. Oh, all right, should we move on to some talk about some trading? Yes. Let's do that. Play the tunes. Wait, I'm the one who plays them. Okay, here we go. Yeah, don't <laughs> tell me what to do. <laughs> you say you want a ticker that wins. The bell just rung. It's time to get in. Ups drivers wild. Drops drivers crazy. You know, I had a I had a moment where uh, you remember I was doing the uh, the TQQ puts and the SPY put. Or sorry, calls. Yeah, I remember you said you were going to sell them. Like I, I told you to sell them. Like Monday, I was like, you should get rid of those immediately. Right. It was it was those those KTOS calls, but only I was the one being an idiot this time. Oh, I took a huge bath. I pretty much just just threw money in the dumpster. Yeah, I think you got seven cents a share or a contract out of them when you sold them, I think I saw. Okay, so I bought them uh, for $1.69 a contract. Oh, ouch. And I sold them for seven cents cents a contract. You got more back than I did on KTOS. I think my KTOS just expired. (laughs) Yeah. So if you... What could you have sold them on Monday for? For 50 cents. I, I, I would have done well to have just gotten the fuck out of Monday morning. Yeah. But I did not. And uh, that's on me. 
What else did you trade? I uh, I closed uh, my five dollars CVM put in order to free up the cash to sell uh, AMC put. Okay. On uh, on Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday the twenty first, I sold a AMC put at nine and a half dollars. It was AMC was at like nine dollars eighty cents. I should have just bought the shares. Well, you got the premium because that expired, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I sold it Wednesday uh, for twenty one cents the contract, and then uh, of course we got to Friday and it was over ten dollars a share. So collected. collected of that premium no problem <laughs> easy two percent in two days that's yeah. not that's nothing to sneeze at nope uh and then i this, and this was a mistake i i, I closed it I, I closed the cvm contract and my ocgn contract to free up the money for the mc that i i sold a, a five dollar put on ocgn i ended up selling a 90 i had buying back at 92 cents i think i sold it for like 40 cents oh. and then and then like literally Right after I bought it back, OCN starts popping up. OCGN. OCGN, yeah, it starts popping up. I'll talk about that, too, if you, if you don't mind when it gets to my turn, because <laughs> I had a similar experience. Great segue into your turn, because that's all, uh, all I had to talk about. Well, I guess I'll just go ahead and lead off with that. Uh, yeah, I sold uh, some $10 calls, uh, and then like literally like an hour later, that's when it, it went fucking crazy jumped up to about ten dollars and i was like well you know i wasn't feeling too bad yet at that point it was the next day when it went up to 13 that i was like fuck <laughs> yeah so, so yeah to, to borrow the expression from david modell i felt like i sold insurance the day before the, the tornado hit. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time like i was targeting 50 cents a call on those contracts or 50 cents a contract and i managed to sell them for a dollar so i mean you can't be too upset nope i mean i got my target plus some and i'll still make a little bit of money on because what i actually paid to buy those shares um i did sell 750 puts uh after it was running up like crazy thinking like hey, if i get more shares at six dollars and fifty cents uh, i'll be very happy and plus it was uh mm-hmm. i think i got a dollar premium on those um let's see what else did i do i did a bunch more on these are all 521 expiration dates uh jumia 37 calls sold those at two dollars um i picked that strike so it hit my goal of premium and capital protection i think that's where the break even plus a dollar or a dollar 75 from the puts i sold like all that worked together to make that price like the perfect point palantir 23 dollar calls i kind of wanted to hold this a little bit longer but i got more to my target and my cost basis for those were 22.50 when the shares were put to me so to sell a 23 dollar call at a dollar 75 a contract ah, okay perfect i'll take that sounds good <laughs> <laughs> yeah it should be right uh so those are all part of like my my on going strategy and it's working out really well i went back and added up everything that i did through may and found that i'd actually was making five percent on the capital that i have tied up which is right on in line with my goal it's amazing i didn't think it was going to be anywhere near that close uh the bad news is that i turned around and i put all the money that i made uh, right back into the market <laughs> uh, posted a link to a youtube video uh for cvm one of your favorites that you've been trading for a while Celsi. yeah apparently they've got a phase three cancer study trial results that are supposed to be getting coming out at the end of this month i think the estimated date is at the end of this month so it might be a little bit later than that it was seeing a lot of action that day that that got posted part of that video also was that the company just posted a whole shitload of new listings for job openings and they just finished oh. uh, building a brand new clean room this is a 10-year cancer study by the way that they've been oh, they've been running wow yeah okay and it's a phase three okay. so the next steps is fda approval if the, those results are good next step is making the money yeah so <laughs> i ended up buying naked calls naked 25 dollars calls with march 21st expiration at 365 a contract march 21st or may 21st may 21st i'm sorry premium on these are pretty high i probably could have waited a day and maybe gotten a little bit cheaper they're actually up right now so i didn't it felt impulsive but at the same time i don't really know that it, i would call it that um mm. the vertical call spread i did for june 16th and i did 25 dollars calls again at five dollars and 80 cents a contract and i sold 35 dollars calls for three dollars and 80 cents a contract so the total cost to me nice. was two dollars a contract total uh the max profit on that will be eight hundred dollars for each one of those that i bought and sold each leg wow 
wow, that's that's not a bad max profit at all. No, <laughs> uh, total risk of two dollars. Yeah, that seemed like that was worth it. A lot hinges on this. There's a lot of inference, but man, it feels like there's a lot of indicators pointing to the news being good. That's fabulous. Last options I did was I bought out my thirty-seven dollar space calls at sixty-two cents. That was the upper leg of that call spread that I bought back a while ago. It was cheap, so I figured I might as well get rid of my cap on the potential profits if that flight goes well. It was kind of more of a, yeah, it just seemed like, why not? Uh, the last thing I did in trading, though, was I bought a bunch of AMC shares, and I did this as part of a Twitter campaign. I uh, told everyone that I'd buy a share for every like and retweet I got, so I ended up buying about 100 more shares. I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, I did my best to share and, and get people to, to like and yeah, retweet. I bought them for yours, too. I wanted to buy more shares anyway. I figured I might as well try to get some followers out of it, too. I like this stock still, and I've been following Trey's Trades. He keeps mm-hmm. posting the short interest, the available shares to borrow, and the interest rates, and that interest rate keeps going up and it's up over 26 percent or was at one point last week Ooh. like that's the cost to borrow just to, to, to short this company utilization is still at 100 percent or has been as of uh i think that was friday morning and short interest is in that 25 to 35 percent range i believe shares are really hard to short the interest rate is really high this is all pointing to good news or people that are trying to, to play the squeeze and even yeah. if it doesn't squeeze i still feel like the these are shares that are gonna they're worth more than 10 dollars you know six months from now so i'm playing it for the squeeze but i'm also not upset if i have to hold them long term okay should we get into some alerts real quick uh, and then start wrapping this show yeah, up? yeah and because because we're super long go for it uh neo 430 41 calls at a dollar 71 these uh, this is a bullish bet uh or bullish sentiment i'm sorry thirty four thousand three hundred dollars total invested or received from the premiums uh, American Airlines, $820, $21 call sweep at $2.34 a contract. That was 234000 mm-hmm. That was bearish sentiment. Um, space, uh, $716, $27 calls at $2.24. Again, bullish sentiment, 67000 total. And Boeing, $521, $265 call sweep at $1.88 a contract, $61,000, and that was also bullish. That one, I think, has a really low chance of hitting. I think it was trading at 235 last I looked. Ooh, I'm hearing, I'm hearing noises. I'm hearing noises. Are you hearing end of the show like, noises? It sounds like, it sounds like a Western theme. It sounds like it's time to wrap up. Oh. Oh, all right, Kyle. I I gotta say, my mm. only good for the week, and it wasn't even that great, was I I sold that AMC put on Wednesday, and then it, <laughs> it expired worthless on uh, Saturday. Nice. So that that felt pretty hey. nice. Didn't really have anything else happening. I had a hard time looking for a good good. I think uh, the one I settled on though was really good. Uh, I paper traded OCGN when I was watching it as it kept rising after I was uh, after I sold those those calls because I was really mm-hmm. wanting to buy more shares. I kept watching it go up and up, and finally I was like, when I was getting ready to buy them, I was like, no wait, I'll just paper trade this and see how it would have worked out, and we'll just collect some data on that and see if I'm making good decisions or not when the, I have these urges. So the share price that I I marked as my buy was thirteen dollars and eight cents, and it was down 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 from there so by paper trading i saved myself from losing a bunch of money on what i would consider a fomo trade so if i can keep building up databases of things that don't work by paper trading them like that when i get those urges then mm-hmm. that just gives me more ammo to to combat those i think when i when they pop up again it could be like no wait a minute remember you want to do that this yeah. time and this time yeah. and this time and <laughs> look how much you would have lost what was your bad for the week oh I think it, my bad was buying back that OCGN put right before, before it went up. Let's see. Um, yeah, OCGN. I sold uh, the put on the 21st, or I bought back the put mm-hmm. that I had sold on the 21st when OCG, it was a $5 put, and OCGN was uh, just under $6. Cool. And uh, yeah, literally the next day it was up over 7 and as you know, by Friday, it went up to 13. So if I hadn't bought it back <laughs> and I'd waited two days. Yeah, but what was your reason <clears throat> for buying it back? I mean, remember method versus results. I 
thought the company was going to keep falling and I needed to free up cash because I wanted to make the move into the AMC put. It sounded like you um, were cutting your losses. I was, yeah, I was trying to cut my losses. I didn't see anything that gave me an indication it was going to go nuts like that. I think what happened was it just re- released uh, some more reports of its COVID drug, right? Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't understand how that was. I mean, that they already reported it being pretty efficient before. <laughs> And being effective, I mean, like, I don't understand why a new report suddenly makes it more effective or just gets it in everyone's mind again, I guess. Yeah, and, and I, I was looking at the, the six-month chart, and mm-hmm. I didn't, didn't like the downward angle line, and I, and I felt like, and of course, looking at it now, like, I literally bought the put back at its lowest point for the, for the past three months. <laughs> yeah, so I was trying to cut my losses there and lock in my gains on the CVM. I sold them both at this, I should say, I bought the puts back at the, both at the same time. Right. To, to free up the, the, the cash that I was using to cover those puts. I was saying, I, think, I don't think you should be too hard on yourself. Uh, I think your reasoning was not necessarily bad. Just the, the results mm-hmm. ended up mm-hmm. being bad. Well, what was, what was your bad? Um, all the premiums that I've collected from this month <laughs> are now riding on one stock. <laughs> CVM. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's probably not the way to to be able to make myself a, a monthly income. <laughs> Just turn around and gamble it away. <laughs> But I don't need it for the income yet. I'm just trying to prove that it works. So I'm not too concerned with that. <laughs> what was your ugly? Oh, I, yeah. Not selling the TQQQ yeah. calls on Monday. <laughs> yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Uh, and I missed the opportunity to heckle you about it, too. <laughs> right. And that's that's what makes it so ugly is I had heckled you for doing the same thing like one, yep. two weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> and I fell into the same trap of, but it could still, it could still turn around. There's still a few days. Right. There's still a few days. <laughs> uh, mine's definitely uh, the same. Oh, OCGN for me was, and it's not necessarily the method. I think the method was sound. It's just that try as I might to not let it bother me, it still does. It still sucks to, to sell something and then be like, fuck, I could have sold it for triple that. You're right. You're still emotionally affected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my, <laughs> I think that's my ugly. Somebody on our Discord mentioned this because uh, I think he was trading in options and then something happened, like an event happened that was outside of his control. It's like, yeah, sometimes that shit happens. It sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you do all the it right does. moves, but you know, there's still stuff outside of your control, like the Biden reaffirming yeah. that he was going to double the capital gains rate. Like, yeah, you couldn't know that was going to happen this week. As long as, as you, you're controlling what you can do, you just have to accept what you can't control. Let's, let's hear some bet music. the smallest winner so i go first oh shit that's right you do i have to stick with my tried and true method the thing that helped me win the bet when we first started the show my momentum lists uh i'm gonna pick esnt essence group they are an insurance company i know all states the one that's had the most momentum lately Mm -hmm. Uh, these guys just had four days in a row they ended the week four days in a row when i look at their uh, one year chart they they really have uh broken through like they had some resistance at like 48 mm-hmm. and and they just broke through that they're, nice. they're at 5168 so i'm thinking that they're gonna make a nice run esnt essence group ltd uh all right kyle what's uh what's your bet pick uh it should be no surprise to anybody i'm going with cvm Cellsci corp i've got money tied up with it the earliest the news could come mm-hmm. out would be this the end of this week coming up. Uh, I'm just thinking it's going to run up until that news actually happens. Uh, CVM. Uh, CVM. And, and looking at uh, uh, where, where your money is at, I hope it goes up the 40% you need to take the lead. Oh, that would be so amazing, wouldn't it? <laughs> Save us from I'm both having to do some stupid shit. Uh, you ready for a random? Yes, yes. Give us a random. All right, uh, ESNT. What is ESNT? You're, fuck you. That did not happen twice. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> uh, S-W-A-N. Swan. S-W-A-N. Amplify Black Swan Growth and Treasury Core ETF. Oh, fuck you. He's playing it safe. <laughs> what an asshole. 
What an asshole. <laughs> Gotta lock in those fucking gains. Goddamn. All right. Well, fuck you, Swan. I never thought I would hate random so much. <laughs> Damn it. Pick an ETF Randoms really turn on when it's way in the lead. <laughs> what <a> dick. <laughs> what? Who does that? It might have given you a shot to catch up. I think you're within striking distance, maybe. <sighs> yeah, and that's part of me. That's why I wanted to do Neo. Is like, because that stock could fucking move. So can space, man. Space can really take off. I have to stick to the methods that were were so successful in the past before I got enamored with mm-hmm. following yep. specific stocks. Uh, yep. uh, so that's, yeah, that's how I got to do what I got to do. So stay tuned, folks. Catch up with us next week and find out uh, who's doing what stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, folks, uh, that does bring us to the end of the show. We're going to have to turn off the lights here in the shop and kick you all out back into the cold. Uh, it's always my least favorite part of the show is the end, but... We're so glad that you made it here and the show with us. We love and, you all so much. And and we'll be and right back what? Wednesday with a very special guest, comedian Eddie Pence. Oh shit! Yes, that's super exciting. Uh, yeah. you guys got to check that out. Come come back to the shop on Wednesday when we release that. Uh, that's going to be some good shit. Good good shit for sure. And you know, folks, if you like our show, just please let us know by rating and subscribing on your platform of choice. And uh, if if you absolutely hate social media you can just go out tell all your friends the shop's always better with friends uh if you have no friends and hate social media you could just give us money to pay for advertising to help you find more friends you can donate in our paypal link we won't say no yeah we won't say no we are your friends shop's a friendly place it's big there's room for everybody and we're just so glad you're here we love you all so much lots of friends listen to endless dark or endless love in the dark That's normal. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) Oh, no, Matt, no. Until next time, folks. Happy trades. Bye, folks. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks in the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.